Truth in Us Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today, I'm excited to be in conversation with my next guest, an artist whose work merges everyday life with contemporary culture, crafting narratives that challenge perceptions and provoke thought. Born out of a passion for comics, movies, and music, his artwork is a celebration of the boundless power of creativity in the digital age. Please join me in welcoming the incredibly inventive digital artist, Sergio Neptuna. So um, thank you for for coming on and, and making the time. This is uh, it's going to be a treat. Like, you know, because I have my ear to the street and my eyes to the boards and what's around and you get names. I'm like, all right, who's this dude? And um, now we're here. So I'm happy about this. Yeah, this is crazy. I mean, I can't imagine somebody told you about me. I mean, uh, I'm such a new artist in the city. So um I'm hoping that you saw the billboard or something like that, or mm -hmm. I, that's, okay. All right, cool. Um, so it's, I mean, again, it's an honor to be here, man. I'm, you know, to, for somebody starting off and to be a fan of the show, then to be actually on the show, this is like my mind. <laughs> like, to actually see you, it's kind of crazy, you know. So, so no, yeah, that's, that's great. And um, I want to want to set the stage. You, you're already gonna know. You already know my whole playbook. You know what I mean? And, I do. Uh, I do. So, you know, for starters, like describe your uh, creative background. Like, you know, I, I, no, I like we're to... not we're not starting there. We're starting at, we're starting. This is where we connect. Okay. I also grew up as a comic book head. Seriously. Go on, tell me. All right. So I'm from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. A lot of people don't know where that is, but it's in North Carolina. Um, a small city. But we had this place called Heroes. Great name. Heroes aren't hard to find. It was a comic book shop. And I had my subscription there. I would go there and get two books. I would get Generation X, which is the spinoff of Marvel, and I had X-Men 2099. Those are the two that I would always get. So, um, and I just love the artwork. Like, um, I grew up even more so than the comic book, the books. I was big into the cards, mm -hmm. like Marvel Masterpieces, Flare Ultras, all that stuff. Joe Jesco, um, Judy Bell was another crazy artist that I grew up with and um, I admired. So that's kind of where my my art side started, but to be honest, it really started with music. I think music and art are like brother and sister. So my family, I come from a musical family. My mom was the choir director at my church. Um, she also played for the symphony. She played the flute. Um, to be quite honest, I don't know if I would have even gotten to college had I not had a music scholarship because I wasn't the best student. So, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So it really started with music, just understanding, um, I always had the theory, I guess, if you do something every day, you'll get good at it. Mm. So I guess what I took from the music side, I kind of brought up to the art side. So I try to do something every day. And as a human being, if you do something every day, you'll get better and better and better. You won't get it won't be perfection, but you'll become better just by practice. So um, that's where I am with my art. Thank you. Wow. That's um, it's it's like the um, it, it's like you're 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 learning to drive or what have you. So it's hours doing it, that time doing it. It's, oh, yeah. um, you know, I as I've mentioned numerous times that, you know, I've been doing this for a very long time and doing a lot of it in the last few years at a very concentrated, like high volume sort of way. And yeah, I think you when you take a break from it, if you're doing it every day, you know, whatever your creative pursuit is, whatever your pursuit is, when you take a break from it, you got to rest, you got to recharge, but also you got to still be dipped in it, especially when it comes to something that has an emotional response and it has sort of like, I got feelings around this or right. as a lot of creatives encounter, I got insecurities around this. 100%. It's a, um, I think now that I've like dipped my toe into it, it's more of a lifestyle, mm. you know, um, it's almost like being like a samurai, you know, you got to go and you know, practice and learn and watch YouTube, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Learn different people's techniques and, you know, get different brushes and, you know, uh, just immerse yourself in the the culture of being an artist, you know, um, and and the camaraderie of it. Because I feel like, you know, um, I feel like it's my superpower. Mm. Like I can. It's, it, it's almost. uh at the end of the day, I can always fall back on. I can really make some, I can really create some dope shit at yeah. the end of the day. And the amount of um, confidence that gives me is just like out of this world, you know? So yeah. that's, the, that's the kind of the crux of everything. Just be like, you know what? 
I create stuff that people like, you know, and I got I create stuff that I like is more important than anything. So and, and before we, we start talking about your work, I at least want to throw this out there. Um, this is an idea I've been playing with, and I'm going to share this for the first time on this podcast, actually. It's this this idea of like filled in lines, dotted lines, and dashed lines. And what you were describing is sort of that checked off line, that fully solid one. Like, I know that I can make some dope shit, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, For me, my baseline is always, because it's a collaborative, right? You know, like if someone comes in, Meh. I got, I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? I'm going to try my, I'm going to try my best to do my thing, but that's what it is. But my baseline, my sort of like filled in check is I know I can get audio out of this. I know, I know I can control my side of it. I can research, I could get all that stuff done. Um, and some of those other things, like if it's a different environment, that thing becomes a little bit more of a dash line. Mm. I don't control that as much. Or if I may not have an updated artist statement or bio, more of a dash line. But, you know, some of those things, I put these sort of check marks in there and the lifestyle thing you're saying, absolutely. You know, I started applying that to how I navigate through the world. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of creatives and people with creative sensibilities and, and artists kind of live in that sort of lane of I don't turn it off. It's always on. <laughs> yeah, especially because I work for the school system and it's summertime and a lot of that downtime at work, I got my iPad out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I'm trying to, you know, I got something on my screen that looks like I'm working, but I'm really out there just, you know, scribbling away. And sometimes even, you know, with that lifestyle, I'll be in the bed two o'clock in the morning and I know my fiance is like, go to sleep. And I'm whoosh, 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 uh -huh. chopping away at some artwork, you know, um, I get up at six o'clock in the morning just to do art before everybody wakes up. Yeah. Um, I do an immense amount of classes that, um, yeah, but it's just like, this is the journey and the path that I'm on right now. Yeah. So um, I'm going to see what's at the, I'm gonna see what's at the end of it. So that's the, that's the goal. I, I describe it as I'm riding this wave and I want to see where it goes. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those other things where, when I get up in the morning, I've been getting up a little later recently. Just I, I'm, I'm beat up. I, I get six six days a week lifting. That's a little too much, but wow. it's it's that. And but I think it's one of those things that it, it applies right. Where I get up in the morning, I'm headed to the gym to try to get there by seven because that's essentially when it opens. And I'm trying to get those wins. I'm trying to finish those mm. sets. Have that sort of positive energy going in. Yep. And yep. because I'm a data analyst, as is the day job, right? In the, in a in a, a a school system, not the school system, but a school okay. system. Okay. Um, I kind of look at things through that lens. I was like, all right, maybe I should start tracking. Like when I'm doing an interview on a day that I've had those early wins, is my confidence level higher because I had those wins first thing in the morning of finishing these sets and accomplishing this new PR or what have you. And is my confidence level so much higher when I do these interviews? And where is it at after? Because inevitably, you know, as creatives, as artists, as anybody pursuing something, you're going to have something that falls flat. You're going to have something that's that's kind of mid. So I'm going to put a pin in that. And I want to I want to go in and kind of set into the, to this sort of thing of describe your current work. Give us give us your current work. We're going to we're going to get into the deep conversation, okay. but I'm gonna at least set that out there. To be honest, my current work is is. It's infantile, man. To be honest, uh, I'm still trying to figure out what my style is. Mm. Uh, so I just do a lot of stuff that I like, but I'm really gonna start like it's almost like language. Like I'm I'm putting my words together now, and then I'll have a full sentence. Yeah. And once I have a full sentence, it's over for everybody. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But no, seriously, I think art can change the world. So I have some ideas I want to do. I think my my current idea is I like wordplay. It doesn't say that in my, my artwork now, but I like things that if you read it, depending on where you are in life, you'll get a different meaning out of it. Mm. You know, so I have this idea around, you know, with all this stuff going on with um, uh, affirmative action and things kind of getting rolled back. Mm -hmm. I've got this, my, I'm giving you some, you know, how the sausage is made. I, uh, my, my current idea is more of a America's got us fucked up mm -hmm. and some typography. But depending on where you are, that could mean so many different things. Mm -hmm. America's got us fucked up could mean, oh, they got us fucked up. Or <laughs> drug induced, they have yeah, us yeah. fucked up, you know? 
So it can it can be so many different meanings depending on where you are and how you translate those things. But I leave that up to the to the viewer how they see that. So that's kind of one of my goals to kind of make stuff more like that with kind of more thought provoking things. Yeah. So you're 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 a provocateur. I like this. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Well, well, and even that, even in that sort of sentiment of, you know, America did this to us is another theme that's right there. You know, whatever right. we have sitting there, and you know, when we return to these things that are, again, the dotted line, the check line thing. We thought that was a dotted line. We thought it was a check line. Oh, one hundred percent. And now it's like, oh, let's retroactively go back to this, and then sixties. The, the you know, we're going seventies, sixties. We're going back in time. Yeah. You know. <laughs> 1870, 60s. Like, you know, like we're going back then. And it's like to your to your point, it's like America's got us fucked up because you, you think that this is just gonna be fine. Right. <laughs> we're just gonna oh, accept this. 100 percent Yes. 100 percent Yes. So um so yeah, that's why I'm I'm really trying to say something. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying anything right now, but I'm really trying to start saying something. Is is it would it be safe to say that, you know as a digital artist, right? You're in the sort of ideation and growth phase within your work, but you feel something like bubbling of, this is the message that I want to do and I want to use the work as a way to extend and share that message. Yeah, that is, is, is twofold. It's also, it's that and um, just finding the art in everyday life. Mm. I think I did one of those, one of my pieces where my son is in the, you know, uh, dentist chair. Yeah. You know, um, but that's art. And the thing for me, my son's black, his dentist is Indian, and there's another black lady who's the assistant. You yeah. know, um, that means something. Yeah. That means that means something. At least to me, it does. Um, when he was born, his doctor, the the lady who delivered him, was a black woman. That meant something to me. You know, um, it even brought me back to like ancient times like we've been doing this thing for so long yeah. you know this process of bringing people in into the world um so having the first person he see be a black woman meant something to me yeah. i didn't think that it, it just happened to happen like that you know i'm always listening to the universe um but yeah it was uh i'm just trying to get those moments back into my art it's, you know, I'm reading in there in the, the the bio, you have this penchant for being able to to craft narratives. And what I'm hearing was was that is like, you know, a person will think about sort of the reality, the 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 actual thing that happened, the the childbirth and those circumstances. But the way that you described it made it something much more precious, much more personal, because it is that. And I think that's something about like, you know, being able to paint that that sort of narrative. Chat GPT did a, did a good job. <laughs> Where'd it go? It works. No, like, well, but seriously, that's what you know. Um, those moments are important. Yeah, and and I and I like you know you're touching on like you know I don't think your work is infantile for one. It's it's in the earlier stages, right? But I like that you're doing stuff that you enjoy because I I think a lot of times in you know, there's a lot of people that come on here and I get a lot of bios and artist statements and I'm like, what's your work about? You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times sort of trying to accomplish multiple layers because you fit a certain thing, you know, mm -hmm. demographically speaking. Right. And it's just like, where's the you in it? And in it, when I was going through some of the images on your website of the work that you've done, I was like, okay, no, that's, that's the him. I, I, I get this dude, you know, from this, at least from this angle. And I was like, I see the Andre 3k. I oh, see let's get on that. Let's get on that. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, let's get on. And, and also I cannot post a video, a picture, unless I had the music to go with it. It's just, I, they're, they're married together. I can't, but to the Andre piece, um, for me growing up in the South, Andre is such a pivotal, 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 help me out here. I like it. I like Edit it. Edit that out. Like, <laughs> no, sorry. You know, we all make mistakes. That's the that's the dash line right there. Um, he's such an important. <laughs> we'll go to that. He's such an important piece of um the culture. Yeah. Because me growing up, I'm 40 years old. You're a little older than me, but we kind of grew up around the same. I'm younger time. than you, G. <laughs> Are you? I'm 38. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My apologies. I was like, are we being spicy right now? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. I'll see. I get it. You got it. You I'm sorry. It. Um, 
he's such um, an important part because mm-hmm. growing up in that time when AT Aliens and, you know, Southern Playlist came out, you know, unfortunately in the black community, at least around that time, I think things have gotten better. Mm-hmm. Your sexuality, like, it was tested at all all times, you know. Um, but Andre showed that you could be different mm-hmm. and still be cool and accepted. You know, you didn't have to necessarily wear what everybody was wearing or listen to uh, Master P at the time or whatever. Master P, I love it. I'm telling you, Andre was that person that made people think, well, all right, well, I like his rap. He's dressed like a genie. What? (laughs) I can get with it. So for me, he was like the person, he was like the big brother say, yo, be yourself. You don't have to dress in all the clothes. You don't have to wear rock and wear if you don't want to. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to wear fat farm or fubu. You Love can these do, references. I'm telling you, you can you can shop at Hot Topic. And well, still, so go ahead. Let me let me throw this one out there to you, um, because that, that's a really good point you're making. Uh, so, I think freshman year of college, that was when uh, Speaker Box Love Below came out. And I think that was sort of it's it's the it's the wrap up, right? But which we've le- later learned was the wrap up. But in, in essence, it was like them showing their individual things by the proxy of this a du- double album, and they're each doing their own thing. And I gravitated towards you know Andre three thousand more, and I always was kind of in that lane. And I know I've said this before in this podcast, but I'm an Aquarius, and I was hoping I was like, dude's an Aquarius, right? And it's like, no, he's the Gemini, and I was like nah the big boy is the aquarius i was like come on man and my brother is a gemini and he he acts like big boys the way that he's depicted and right. i have more of the andre 3k sensibilities wow. wow but definitely that you know that whole thing all of it worked and and i and i think sort of changing um i did a podcast for a while called unofficially black and in it my co-host and i we would um sort of challenge and we, we we weren't as refined in it we were just kind of you know barbershop talk but really we were talking about sort of what are the topics of the week you know that's on our radar as black men or have you and it, it was born out of this idea of these are the five things a black guy can do and i was like i don't do any of those actually i'm into professional wrestling oh black guys to do that i was like but we in what or I'm into anime. No, we're not into that either. And it's it's just sort of this weird dynamic of, you know, what you can do from a media standpoint. We're not even to what you were discussing, right. what you can wear, how you can act, what right. is your sexual presentation or whatever. Right. So, yeah. yeah, man. So he's he's like a patron saint in my life. You know what I'm saying? Seriously, he, that dude uh, broke down so many, just to show me that you can do it. You can be be you at the end of the day. So that's why I did the art. And it's funny how people, and that brings up a, something I was talking about uh, last week. It's just like, I did that picture last year and I feel like I've gotten so much better since I did that. But everybody goes back to that. It's almost like we want Kanye's first album. We want old Kanye. It's the same thing. People love, people love that depiction of Andre. And I'm like, yo, I've gotten so much better. No, we don't care about that. We want this. So it's like, that's just that's just the beauty of art. That's just you know. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's the story behind the Andre piece. I'll, I'll tell you this: that when I looked at the Katrinada piece, I ended up going back and looking at the Boiler Room video. Because that's all your fault. You you made me go back and watch that. I wasn't planning on doing it today, but that's the effect of your work on this this thirty eight year old. My apologies. I'm so, I'm so sorry, you bro. Kidding you. And and I even see from from the the sort of like the the the, the art standpoint, I saw the uh, King of Diamonds, the Romeo Baradin, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So talk about you know once you 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 got into that spot of this is what you want to do creatively, like this is and at least has that sort of early interest. Yeah. Like what was that that initial feeling of you know I can, I, I'll I'll describe mine and then okay go ahead go ahead when. I was listening to podcasts and radio and all of that stuff when I was like 2009. Right. And I was just like, not satisfied with my day job. You know, it's just like not create. It was very much spreadsheets. And, you know, I was listening to a Kevin Smith podcast and he'd mentioned what his audio equipment was just pat, just in passing. He's like, yeah, I use a fast track pro. 
I took that note down and I ran across the street to the Best Buy audio section, bought mics and spent like $400 on equipment. And that was my entrance into yeah. it. It's just like, I almost felt possessed by the creative Holy Ghost. Yeah. That's that's what that was for me. You know what? Um, That's interesting because I have parallels to that too. I used to work for an ad agency mm. for seven years. And I felt like I was the, I probably was the worst graphic designer there. Seriously. And it's funny because I'm good compared to everybody else. Yeah. But everybody in my job was just, they, they got it. And it, it made me a machine, which is the gift and the curse, because I can I can drill out stuff now that's just like really, really quick because I had to do it every day at my job. But I think because I've, I've never felt so inadequate at a job that it forced me to put my attention other places. So it forced me into uh, I also did podcasts. I've, I've done short films. I've done um just doing art, getting back into playing guitar, um, all those things, because I didn't, I wasn't excelling here. My insecurities were here at my job. Now I had to express them somewhere else, you know, so I understand, you know, that, that feeling of um, wanting to get out, yeah. wanting to be heard, yeah. you know, so I get it. So you had that that sort of initial like like spark or what have you describe that for us is like, you know, did you know when because I would imagine you have something where it just has that sort of experience. I'm not fitting. I'm not fitting whatever this is, you know, it's from a cultural standpoint, when you, especially when it comes to a job, jobs and creativity. Sometimes it can be a clash. And I think depending on when you do it, like I was young, you know what I mean? Like I was 24 and I was just like, I don't know what I want to do. And this could have went in a very weird direction. And I could have been completely buttoned up if I didn't feel satisfied or satiated from this sort of creative inspiration. And, you know, it wasn't, you know, it was a lot of money at that time, you mm -hmm. know, to spend that or what have you, which, you know, I think maybe I did two podcasts and then for like a month, the gear just sat there and I was like, I'm going to have to use this. I can't return it, you know? Um, so, so what was that like for you when you were like, I'm going to start making my own stuff. I'm going to start oh, figuring this out. We're about to get controversial. All right. I'll be spicy. Good. Sure. You want me to be spicy? I'm sure. <laughs> All right. So here we go. All right. So I'm going to leave the names out. You can infer who it may be, Oof. but what got me over the hump to like start selling my art mm -hmm. is I was in Atlanta on, uh, um, it might have been a anniversary trip with my fiance. We go to Atlanta and one of her friends takes us to an art show mm -hmm. of this famous, famous artist. And we go there and I look around and I see like an orange ladder on the floor. I see like a blown up FaceTime as art. You know, I see these little things. I'm like, wait a minute, this place is packed. Yeah. And I'm and I got I left there and I was like, if he can do this mm -hmm. and people are coming to see this, I have to do it. Right. I because it was just so like thoughtless. Mm -hmm. You know, and I understand I used to work at an art gallery too. I understand sometimes it's about the story, yeah. but on the but on the surface of it, I was like, this is just this it this isn't. For what he what what he brought out, this is not what I you know I can do this. Yes. So um, that that was a spark. Now this is how the universe works. I was at the Black Boy Art Show like two weeks ago, right? Yes. And uh, I didn't sell any art. I didn't expect to sell any art. However, I looked to my left, and a girl under her arm had a picture of the person that I was talking about. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So somebody bought the picture of him. I was like, see, that's the universe. Like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, it might have been, you know, it's about perspective. It could have been see where you are, mm -hmm. you know, or if it, or it could have been like, yeah, you thought it was going to be easy. You, 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 have, you have these things where it's like people remind me on occasion, like people close to me, like my partner will remind me sometimes and she'll say, you know, you've kind of like leaps and bounds, like from where you were at to where you're at now. 
And I'm like, that's not it. That's not the thing I was looking for. I'm looking for something else. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and I think when we have our own goals, those things feel really cool. But to your, your, your point, it's like, nah, this was my motivation. And now I'm kind of getting that reminder yet again, like the over, like I'm around, bro. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. So um, that's kind of how all this got started. Just realizing, yo, you can do this. Mm-hmm. If this person can get this going, then you can too. It's um, it's kind of like, you ever watch, um, I don't know if you, you watch any of the, um, I guess it's the barbershop thing or the shop. Ron? Yeah, yeah. And I just remember the one with Tom Brady on there. He's like, I'm better than this one. <laughs> it's that energy. Uh I have that energy a lot, actually. I understand it. I definitely understand it. Uh, I'm trying to get away from that energy if I can. Be petty. Be petty. Uh, it's, it's tough. I'm trying to, you know, as you get old, as I'm getting older in my old age, I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying, just keep it as pure as possible. Um, yeah, and we, can, and we can talk about that, too. Um, even at the Black Boy Art Show, like I, I walked in there feeling like, yo, this is my, this is my tribe, yeah. this is my people. These are other black artists, black male artists. This, this is my people, and I didn't get that energy off. For it almost felt like it was everybody was in their little corners, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I was trying to mingle with people, with people like, nah, I'm, I'm doing this, nah. So, um, but it kind of, it kind of turned into that later on once all the steam kind of, you know, got out the room. But um, yeah, I love the camaraderie of. I guess because I was in the I, I was in I was in the marching band. I was so I understand like community. Um yeah, so I want to see more community for artists, especially here in Baltimore. So so I wanna actually wanna ask you about that a little bit. Um and I'm gonna go a little forward, but I definitely want to talk about, you know, sort of the, the some process oriented stuff, but I definitely want to ask this since we're on the topic. What is it that you dislike about like being around, being in the art scenes. I find some people who are artists, they say, I'm not in the scene though. And, you know, I'm around the scene. I'm, I'm so old, I'm out of it or, or whatever the case may be. What are, what is your take, you know, like in terms of like some of the challenges, you know, of like the local like art scene here? Uh, I don't know what the scene is. Mm. I know people, mm-hmm. I, I know I just wish we had a place where we could say, hey, look, these are all the things that are going on for artists. Yeah. We had a place for that because there's so many things that um, I just don't know that are going on until it's already happening. I'm like, I would have loved to have been a part of this, you know? So, um, yeah, just I would love for it to just be a place where we could all submit stuff or, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a good enough answer for you to kind of, you know figure out what we can, you know, as, as a community, what, I mean, first of all, what is the community? That's part of it. I, I know my people, I know, I know people in different pockets, yeah. but just to have everybody together to be like, look, this is Baltimore. Mm-hmm. That would be great. It, it It's this feeling of decentralization, this feeling of there, you know, you're right. There are some cliques um, that are around and it's not in a sort of negative thing. It's more of an observational thing of, if you know one person, that person can probably connect you to someone, but you need that sort of entry point. Like from my perspective, if I'm trying to do an interview or book someone, it's like, sometimes it's referrals. Like I might reach out to a person a few times, but that referral is the thing that gets me in. And I was like, okay, cool. But with that, because it's set up in that way at times, it lends to like gatekeepers kind of floating in and they're like, oh, well, I'm the person you got to talk to, but really they're not. You know, <laughs> so most times when you can't find the person to talk to, is you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if only we had an archive of people that you have interviewed. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, you know, I, I maybe you are the oracle. You just have never realized. You got to step into your role, man. You know. I, I mean, I'm here. I tell people all the time, like, look, I'm here. Yes. Yes. Um, so. With it now, this is this is a sort of a shift, but still still in the same sort of part of town, if you will. Um, what does it mean? You're, you you've you moved in from you know when's it saying that's that's where like CP three is from, right? Yeah, yeah, same, same, uh, yeah. He's from there. Yeah, where'd it go? Yes, he's from. Uh, he went to West Forsyth. Uh, 
yeah, he's from there. Uh, and that's about it. <laughs> so so this, this brings up this question. So moving in and like people have their sort of, you know, romanticism about a city if they're from and they're doing the work here and so on. But you've you've moved in and I would imagine maybe have a different perspective. What does it mean to you to be an artist with ties to Baltimore and knowing how Baltimore is presented outside of this area, what have you, which a lot of times it's not a complete narrative. Um, what does it mean to be, you know, an artist here with ties to Baltimore and and in what ways have, you know, being around, being around people who are creating and figuring it out a lot of times, what does that mean for you, like, in kind of developing creatively? Um, Baltimore is beautiful, man. I mean, I'm, that's such a cliche, but it really is. And when you talk about Baltimore, you're really talking about the people of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just did a video where I talked about uh, Shameless Plug, Art Therapy, YouTube, Instagram, um, where I said, you know, at my age of 40, I've done basically a lot of the things that I wanted to do. But a lot of those things were because of Baltimore and the connections to people I have here in Baltimore. The uh, once people in Baltimore realize you want to be a part of something, they will bring you in. They will put you at the table. Yeah. You know, there's there. I don't there's gatekeeping. Sure. But if people know that you have a good energy and you're here to help. Oh, this is this is the place to be. You can really I hate to say move up the ladder, but you can be amongst the crowd of people very quickly yeah. um certain things i never would have thought i would have played been on stage at the auto bar playing guitar what are you kidding me <laughs> i've done that you know um so far the um the music thing they have on youtube i never would have thought i would have been able to do that i did that yeah. you know so um yeah i mean it's been such a blessing for me especially coming from a small city the reason why i actually moved up here is because i saw people that look like me that were making money. Mm-hmm. You got to understand growing up, all I wanted to do was make $40,000 a year. Now $40,000 in Baltimore money is probably like <laughs> 120. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? But I really just wanted to make $40,000 a year working at RJ Reynolds, shoveling tobacco. Yeah. And because that's what I saw people doing. Right. So, um, so for me to now make more than $40,000 a year, and have responsibilities and I'm living my wildest dreams. Yeah. It's only because of Baltimore and my connections to this city. That's that's great. That is so such a great answer. So uh, so here's here's the process question I want to hit you with. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is so set the stage for us of like you know that you want to work on something. You know that you you want to make art that ultimately you're going to sell, you're going to put out there for consumption, however you, you might, you may deem it. What is the the sort of first step when you're coming up with like, this is going to be some new work that I want to do. Um, as you know, I was touching on before we got started that I'm, I'm thinking through what I want to do for this next season. I'm already kind of in this ideation phase of, all right, how many interviews is it going to be? What are the sort of topics and things of that nature? Well, for me, what I'm trying to do now is I've been, taking my camera everywhere just trying to get my original piece a lot of things i can go on pinterest put some stuff together um but i'm really trying to get images that i see and try to use those incorporate that into my art um that's the process i'm you know it's like the way i look at it now is it's like mountain climbing you start off at the base you know with a project and then you get to the parts where it's a little rocky and, you know, it's some cold nights <laughs> and it's not, but you still got to push through. Um, and then you get to the summit and it's beautiful coming back down. It's beautiful coming back down. You And I miss that high of like, it's done, it's posted. And then I get up the next morning and I see all the imperfections in the art. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, or I look at an old picture and I'm like, why did I even post that? But what that shows me is there's growth in my art. Yeah. That I've gotten better. What I thought was good a week ago, now I look back and it's terrible. So it's um it's the growth. It's the growth. But I I enjoy going up the mountain and coming back down. Yeah. I 
I enjoy being out at a restaurant and, think, and thinking to myself, I got some art I got to go home and finish. It's like having a, a, a good book, you know? It's, it's almost like that. Like, I got a good book I got to finish when I get home. So, um, yeah, I find myself really, enjoy, I find myself at peace because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yours is one of them. But I listen to tons of podcasts, especially when, like, the way my office is set up in, at my job, I'm a graphic designer. So it's a lot of time in front of a computer. Uh, if I'm not listening to an audio book, I'm listening to a podcast, you know. So, um, yeah, but I just enjoy the process of creating, you know, making decisions. Yeah. So when, when you encounter, which we we all do, right, one way or the other, um, I, I've talked about it in this podcast and I've, I've updated my process to account for some of these things because I'm always tweaking, right? Um, but every now and again, we run into some hiccups. We run into like burnout, things of that nature where the, the fire is not, not, not igniting the, the spark isn't sparking. The, the thing isn't thinking as it were, that, that, that sounded really weird, but, okay. okay. but when, what do you do for that reset? And, and I ask this because this is a, a thing that I'm an audiobook guy. Um, and the Austin Cleon book, he talks about that analog to digital loop, right? Yes. So yeah. what is that thing for you that's the reset, you know, of when you run into those those blocks or those uh, creative like sort of challenges and getting work out or even working on your work? I don't have those issues. I'm perfect. Now I'm playing. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I was like, all right, next question. Those are for the plebs. Uh, no. Uh, I, it's still fun for me. So I can recognize not everything is going to be a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. I got so many pieces of art that I'm just, it's just tucked away that I will get to eventually. But I think for me, this is, you know, this is, this is therapy for me now. Uh, thank you for letting me have this seat. Um, it's the confidence, man. It's the confidence. Like, do you like my art? Do you really? Like, you know, so I'm talking to my fiance, like, yo, what you like about this? And she's like, I like it. You just saying it because we dating. You don't really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all of that. It's like you got to keep your confidence level. Like I know that I'm a good artist. Yeah. I know I'm not at the bottom half of the art in this city. But when you look at my Instagram page, mm -hmm. and I have 217 followers, it's like, well, what am I? Like, you know, it's it's, and I, you know. That's me being transparent. Like I'm just trying to get the 500 followers, yeah. you know? Um, and with the comparison thing, we talked about that. You see people whose art you think is, you know, uh, that you may be a little bit, just a tad bit better than, and they have thousands of followers. Mm -hmm. um, I try to not, you know, cause uh, comparison is a thief of joy, yeah. you know? Um, but I would honestly say, I know my art, is better than the followers that I have. Now, maybe it's not the way, maybe I'm not promoting it the right way, but now even as I talk about it, it seems so stupid to put your value of your art in social media. Well, that's that's the thing, right? Where it's, it's sort of like thinking about what you're doing. I had to come to that realization. I have an LLC and the, you know, I was thinking like, all right, I want my LLC because, you know, it's a, it's it's not you know podcasting free, and you know maybe do ads for people and things of that nature. Let's let's figure that out. And then I started looking at it, and I was like, that's not what I do. That's a thing that I do. But this is now I've created a second job for myself, mm. and that's not that's actually sucking the joy out of that and, and making it less fun. So I was like, no, let's let's shift it. I I do podcasts, and if I want to like shout out one of my friends or do an ad for one of my friends. I'm, let's do that. But I don't want to build something that feels like it's this because then you get into that analytic conversation. How many followers do you have? How many downloads do you have? And so on. And then you start affixing value and meaning to that, that it's misplaced. Um, it gets to this sort of thing of how many posts do you do? The reason I enjoy doing this so much is, and, and one of the reasons it's still very independent, is I, I'm my own boss. I can kind of do what I want and talk to who I want. For instance, I know other podcasters. They look at your 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 social media and say, "Oh, 200 something like that." You shouldn't talk to him. It's a waste of your time. And I was like, "No, no, it's not." 
not not at all. And I have like 5,800 followers or something like that. And I'll see other podcasters to, to the point of confidence. I'm like, you're not doing anything. How many entanglement podcasts did you, you hear in 2021 or what have you? They weren't good, you know, and it, it's sort of, sort of that you, you know, people in the scene know, you know, what the thing is, people who are doing the, the real, like, I, like when I talk to people, they're like, man, I wish I had someone that was doing that. And I was like, well, you ran into him. He's I'm doing a real thing. And I think, you know, being big and bad about it when it comes to your confidence, people aren't used to that. People aren't used to you being able to speak for yourself and speak loudly and like confidently and can be able to back it up for yourself. Yeah, that, that's my take. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that, man. Uh, that perspective is. Yeah, it's it's I think that's the thing. I mean, I'm going to do art regardless, yeah. you know, Um and it's just this has been my time because I've had iPads before and I've never connected to the Procreate app like that or any other app to do art like that. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like I'm on it. I'm on it. And this is my time to create. So I'm going to create. Yeah. So. You know, when I'm when I dive into an audio book or something and it hits me and you mentioned something earlier and I had this moment before I move into my, my final question for the, the real part of the podcast. Uh, I remember I was listening to something. I, I I have trouble sleeping, so I always put on like an audio book. I live alone, so I always put on an audio book. And um, I don't know, whatever reason, one morning, it's like two in the morning, it clicked. And I was like, where's my notepad? I wrote down like 10 questions just based off some, I, it just knocked something loose, you know, hearing it in the, in, in the slumber, what have you. And it's something about that. And one of the things I've done to keep a grasp on that. Cause you never know when you get hit with that inspiration, especially for, for me, I guess, when coming up with questions and observations, I keep a notepad with me. I got to keep something with me. I got to keep that thing on me, you know? Yep. 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 I got, uh, I use notion, yeah. that notion, uh, for everything. That's like my Bible, you know, I mean, dude, even I got some stuff on here, like, <laughs> like my whole life, like I have a poop calendar and everything on here. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, yes, man. Like I, everything's on here. So, um, from morning notes, I like, I like, you know, from the artist way, you yeah. know, doing your, your morning pages and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I have a, I have a book log that I have on here of some of the books I've read where I am with the percentage of the book and stuff like that. So I, yeah, so definitely, um, I guess the theory is your brain, and I guess it's from a creative standpoint, um, your brain is for creating. Mm-hmm. So anything that you can do to just write down, it doesn't hold that space in your brain. So I always go back to, oh, what what did I write down today? So it it, le- it lets my brain be free to kind of like do what it needs to do. Instead of hold, it's, your brain's not for holding information, it's for creating, at least in my my brain. I agree. So I use my phone to create, to hold the information. That's why I have storage. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I I write down, because like, I'm v- very much into ideation. And, you know, I was just thinking through, and that's a very pretentious way, at least the way that I'm using it to say brainstorming. But uh, I I was thinking through, like, ideas of, all right, it may be a cool idea for a podcast. Maybe I don't want to host it. Maybe I can pitch it to someone else to host it. And maybe I'm an executive producer on there, things of that nature. And I have this belief around like ideas. Like I don't get really, really caught on if I didn't put something out there and someone kind of gets the idea and they do do it before I do. That's what good ideas are for. Mm-hmm. I'd rather the thing be made. And, um, and I'm always, you know, this is where the confidence again comes in. I'm always going to have ideas. And that's and that's sort of the thing. That's the one thing you won't be. I, that is my deep, heavy mark check checkbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's that's a gift, man. To you know, to understand that there will always be ideas. You know, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is the the sort of last question. I last real question I have for you. We have people they use the term like artists, you know, like like rappers. They'll say I'm a rock star, and it's like because you're not that good at rapping. But yeah. you know, and it's a weird relationship with certain terms, right? What is your relationship with the the term like like artist? Did you struggle with it and, and kind of accepting that as a term um, that you may you know apply to yourself? Because I hear you know more folks are described as creatives at times, or yeah, artist has a certain stank around it at times. Yeah. 
I think creative has this stinker. I can't stand that word. I'm a creative. I can't, I can't stand that. But uh, no, man, that's my badge of honor, man. That's my, you know, uh, scarlet letter is artist, man, for real. Like, uh, wear it with pride, man. Like, if you are an artist, man, like I said, you are a superhero. Mm-hmm. You know, you can communicate. Uh, you know, we ingest things with our ears, with our eyes. Mm-hmm. So, like, one thing I learned was that I was in the grad program at Johns Hopkins um, in the film program, and I did a, fi- a short film, and people were just associating things to the film that I never even thought about. He's wearing a red shirt, and the red shirt means this, and I'm just like, it ain't. He just came to the set with a red shirt on. It wasn't even about that, but to be able to bring stuff out of people that from their past, their um, their upbringings. Mm-hmm. through my art um that's powerful that's powerful i can be with the mayor and show him my art or i could be on skid row and show them my art to be able to bridge the gap between those two different that's a lot of power some people can't do that so yeah if you're man it's such an honor and a blessing to be an artist because not everybody can do it 100 percent and yeah, you know, when I became aware of that sort of controversy around the term, because there are some people who don't abide by that or don't live in that way, they just attach it to themselves because it means something. And, and it's like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? And I think you're right. It is a thing that not everyone does. It is a thing that at times feels rarefied, but I think we need to open that aperture a little bit more to be inclusive of folks that look like you and I, because a lot of times, you know, we're, we're, we are, that term is applied in a different way. There's a qualifier in front of it. And it's just like, no, just, just artists. Just like just artists. black artists. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, we have folks that they, you know, again, I get artist statements that lead with identity before just, what do you do? What, what is it? What is right. the thing? And, um, you know, I think I do this, I apply in, in sort of artful mindset to this. I'm a podcaster and I think it's something important about how we term ourselves and, and what terms that we use. So when people try to reject it or someone calls you something else, like I've been called an influencer and I'm like, Ugh. And, you know, I get a little like, what, what, what do you mean? Um, but yeah, I, I, I like that you, you defined it in that way. So here, here's the, the rapid fire portion and you know, kind of the wrap up of the real questions. So here's the rapid fire portion. Um, this first one is ridiculous. Uh, don't overthink them. I won't. Uh, Trust me. <laughs> it doesn't have to be healthy, but it has to be good. What is your sort of late night go-to struggle meal snack that you're like, this hits? You're from the South, so, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to hear something fried. <laughs> uh, I think Baltimore's taking that a little bit out of me. Uh, man... <laughs> I hate to say this. It's so bland. What I what my go-to snack was I would get some yogurt. <laughs> Zero <laughs> fat Greek yogurt thing. Yeah, so Greek yogurt, absolutely. I think it's called Chabot or something like that. Um, you get the no, no, it was it wasn't that. It was like uh it was some kind of off-brand. That was it wasn't. I'm, I'm trying to save some money here. Um uh with some like, you know, some some nuts and some uh some dried cranberries and some um, honey on it. What is this healthy snack? <laughs> I'm trying to lose weight, man. I got to get the 165, brother. I'm like 184. Yeah, I gotta, I hear you. I'm, I'm, I'm in my keto stage now. I, I was I'm waiting sorry. to say, like, I need these ribs, brother. I need, you know. Big oh, uh, but before that, <laughs> before that, it would have been in the South. It would have been some, not to say that that meal was keto at all. That was, yeah. But anyway, um, I don't want anybody to come down on me in the, in the comments. Uh, but I would go to cookout and I would get uh, a cookout style Cajun chicken sandwich okay. with fries. That would be my go-to in North Carolina. I hear you. I hear you. I, I'll share this with you before I move to the next one. Uh, it was one time I was uh, a couple of years ago I was in, um, in Dallas um, for a wrestling show. And me and my buddy is down there. And dimensionally, people don't really get how big I am in real life. Like I'm 6'4". And okay. like, I'm a monster of an individual. And when people see me, it's like, I see the face and I recognize, why is it on a different <laughs> body? That's sort of the energy. Right. And 
this is maybe the best compliment or the dirtiest shade I've ever gotten. Dude looked at me when we were in Texas and he was like, damn, bro, like you should be working a grill, man. Like at the cookout. Wow. And I had that. That can mean so many different things. That could be like a status thing. Like you are the father of the family. (laughs) (laughs) Or you made a family. Like what does that mean? Yeah, that's kind of weird, man. You know, see that see it full circle, depending (laughs) on where you are in life. (laughs) Right. Yes. Um, so you know, a lot of us we we do multiple things, right? We have multiple like side projects and other skills that, you know, if we're in it, we gotta learn other things. But let's talk about something that you you don't have as a talent or a skill that you would really want. What is that? Other, what's another talent that you would like to have? Like you're like, I need that. I need to be able to do this better. I think if I could be like an MMA fighter, <laughs> like if I could just like choke somebody out. The pugilism. <laughs> yeah, like if I could like uh, be a boxer and just knock a out. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, oh my goodness, I'd be a different person, man. If I could just you know, right hook somebody, ah, yeah, Look I think that would be. If I could just do that, I, be- I, I want to do physical things that my size doesn't denote. So, like, I wanted to practice Muay Thai because I want to trip someone, like leg kick, and they just flip yes. over. Yes, yes. It's something about the visual of flying me <laughs> to someone's chin piece. Just embarrass somebody. Yes, I'm telling you. I want somebody to shit on themselves. <laughs> Put in a diary? Yes. I want to turn somebody in the juice. I do. I, I'm telling you, I really want to, you know, um, and I'm a nice guy. But if I had that ability. That's, that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Forget the art. Take the art out. Forget the art. I'll trade my art so yes. I can turn someone into yes. juice. Sanctify these hands. Yes, I want. Yeah, I want no more art. Yeah, we're going straight, John Jones. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw my man uh, Derek Lewis the other day through a flying oh, knee. Yeah. I was like, one, he's an Aquarius. Two, he's a heavyweight. I was like, look, I can do this. I can throw a flying knee. Yes, man, defying gravity. That's a big dude too, man. Not a small guy. You yes. know, his balls get hot too. Uh, hey, there you go. Right, my ball was hot. <laughs> <laughs> what is that one trait? You know, because there's a storytelling thing, too, that that we all kind of touch with. You have the, the comic background movies and, and things of the sort. And even a lot of music has the storytelling element to it. What do you think makes for a good storytelling? Uh, it's simple. Um, it's normal. Explosion. New normal. That's okay. storytelling. You know, that's drama. That that's the formula to when you distill everything down. That's what it is. Normal, explosion, new normal. You know, so that's pretty much it. Here's the last one. This is the one I added. So that's it. There was, was one more. It's one more. This is the last one I have for you. There was uh, you know, I added this one because it was only three initially, and I added this one based on something you said earlier. Hey man, hold on. I'm just putting this out there. I paid you good money for this interview, man. <laughs> I good money. I'm getting my I'm getting my hour and fifteen now. <laughs> There's no payola here. Uh, <laughs> but um, here here's the last question. Um, so and this is going to be a challenge. I think I have one, and I'll share mine with you. And I actually got one of the artists I interviewed. He he did me. So he did a nice favor for me. He made a card. You know, you talked cards earlier. He mm. made a card of one of my favorite comic book characters. So I'm going to ask you, who is your favorite comic hero? Oh, easy. Gambit. Gambit. Really? Smooth, bon ami. Yeah, man. This guy. Yes, Gambit was the coolest dude, man. Uh, I like Spawn. I mean, that's just like a... But, uh, yeah, Gambit was just a... Yeah, he was that dude. He was a... Yeah. Okay. You know, like, side note, I got to ask you this. Um... (laughs) Cause I have a theory. You can tell a lot about a person based on who their favorite Ninja Turtle is. So, who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Okay, this you is like, you look like you look like a Michelangelo guy. Funny you should say that. My brother's a Michelangelo guy. Um, okay. Everybody that I know that has known me, and we we get into the turtle conversations. They are saying there's a duality to me that I'm two guys. Okay. Otto and Raphael. Ah, okay. All right. Oh, that's, that's like that's opposite sides of the spectrum. Yes, it is. Wow. I'm a, I'm a cusp Aquarius, so I have the sort of Capricorn energy that's very like I, I like to be petty, 
But then okay. I, it's sort of like overthinking and what's the next thing that we're going to do? The airiness of an Aquarius. And it's always been that way. When I was younger, it was definitely, you know, love Leonardo, leadership. But and watching that first movie, the live action one, the one that was probably the best one before it got 100%. all crappy. 100%. Um, I was like, yo, this is just a Raphael movie. Because I, I watched it like recently. And I was like, I relate to Raphael more than the rest of these guys here. And it's it's kind of that. It's almost like when someone asks you, is it Michael Jackson or Prince? And it's like Michael Jackson when you're younger, Prince when you're older. Mm, that's deep. What, what is your turtle? Leo. 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 I, I, yeah, I think it's Leo. I know it's Leo. He's my favorite. I, I judge people who pick Donnie. I look at him like side eye. Yeah, it's not too. It's a, yeah, Donnie's are kind of weird, man. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely internet trolls for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I I will be going to the movie tomorrow. By the way, <laughs> I uh, I was asked to go yesterday to take the kids out there, but we're probably gonna go this weekend. Oh yeah, I'm preparing for this podcast, so I couldn't go. So. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to trade notes on it. We got to trade notes. Yes, on it. yes, yes. Oh, Sina, before we go, can I just give a shout out to a couple artists? Yeah, that... like, hold, let me let me do my, let me do my my sign off thing, and then you got go you know all of that. Go for it. Go for it. So, one, you know. Thank you. Thank you for, for making the time and being a part of uh, this, the, the best podcast in Baltimore. I'm going to just say it um, and thank you for being a part of it. And um, I want to invite and encourage you to share with the listeners your final thoughts, you know, like, you know, social media, website, all of that good stuff. But any shout outs that you have? Uh, I want to shout out a couple artists that, you know, have been quite instrumental in my maturation as an artist. Uh, Adam Stab is one of them. The, you know, I started off graffiti, documenting graffiti, wanted to be a part of the graffiti scene. And he's somebody that kind of took me under his wing. Um, he's one of those people that like, we we haven't seen each other in a long time, but when we see each other, it's like nothing, nothing stopped. That's my guy. So Adam Stab, uh, Brian, Brian Robinson, who's actually been on the show too, um, from the Black Genius uh, art show. I, his story is crazy. Cause I remember the first time we met, we were at the Creative Alliance doing a uh like a music video bash together and we we're just showing off our art and you know the, the video around and i went outside me and him went outside and my car got towed and he took me to get my car picked up you know so ever since then we've been cool and i saw that guy from day one tell me i'm gonna make art every single day and now look where he's at he got his own gallery so if that's not inspiration for somebody like me to see the grind and him put in the, the man hours, the person hours. I don't know if that's going to be, uh, you know, <laughs> correct in, in years. The person hours. Um, to, and look where he is now. He's thriving. Yeah. And also something somebody as amazing as uh, somebody else you had on the show. And we talked about this. Monica Kegwu. Mm-hmm. She's like the Tom Brady of this. To be so <laughs> young. Like she's just... Crazy. And I reached out to her on Instagram, like, how are you doing this? How are you getting these shows? And she, you know, just something as simple as reaching back out to somebody like me, who is an inspiring artist to hopefully get to where she is, which I, I will probably never get to her level. But the fact that she responded back to me means a lot. 100%. So I just want to shout those people out. And, the, you know, Travis Case, another guy who does voiceover that you interviewed, good friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, that's my brother. He always inspires me. I used to kind of be like his his boss because we used to both work at morgan together i was oh, a morgan professor. i'm a morgan alone yes i know he was i was a professor at morgan and he was kind of i know I, I was he was the assistant there mm -hmm. i guess i wasn't his boss he was like but anyway but now to be out of that and to me be more inspired by him than he is by me is just it's a blessing to have that friendship that we can continue to inspire each other so hats off to those people that's really dope yeah and uh, yeah, I mean, every person you mentioned has been on here. So that's great. I mean, love Adam. You know, he's great. We run into each other regularly at pie time, getting uh, some delicious coffee. Um, mine is just super black. Um, but yeah, um, website, social media, tell the folks. Uh, no, before we get there, I'm going to give you your flowers too, man. Like, I don't, I think some people don't understand, like, these dignitaries in Baltimore, in the Baltimore area. And you're one of them, like. You know, it's the kind of the same reason why I'm doing the art. It's because I'm trying to leave a legacy. Mm. When I'm dead, Lord willing, the art will still continue. And it's the same thing about what you're doing. Like you're, 
you're making time capsules of these amazing people, but only an amazing person can do that. So hats off to you, man, because I mean, to be able to, and I know sometimes it probably gets tough for you. You probably don't have it in you. You might not even have it in you for this interview, but to come off and it seems as if you're genuinely interested in somebody from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, <laughs> <laughs> means a lot, man. I mean, and again, I can't, I can't thank you enough. I've done a lot of cool stuff this year, but this is probably the coolest thing I've done this year. So I want to make sure I, I give you your flowers too. Thank you. That's very special to, to hear. I appreciate that. Thank you. This is, it's great. Yeah, I'm Sergio Neptuna, Sergio uh, Neptuna on all social media, which is only two social medias, which is Instagram and Facebook. Yep, that's my that's my name. And there you have it, folks. For the great Sergio Neptuna, I am Rob Lee saying that there's art, culture, and community in and around your neck of the woods. You've just got to look for it. Oh,